0: I'm Simon King, and this is What's Wrong. Um, you know what? It's funny because I'm starting to think about maybe what's wrong with Simon King is not the correct name for this podcast anymore. Originally, it started out with me kind of, you know, complaining about various troubles in the world, you know, sort of sort of pseudo-ranty, and then it turned into more of a diary of being a stand-up comic on the road in Canada, which, uh, you know, it, it, that was an interesting morph, and now it's turned into more of a philosophical podcast as the person grows so too does the art form this is not an art form this is me talking into essentially leaving a glorified voicemail message that you're all picking up um i've been a little radio silent uh on this because i've actually been working on a new podcast um for the comedy here often question mark podcast comedy network um comedy podcast network comedy here often network um and uh that podcast will be coming out soon um, and, uh, I think this week, uh, and I will post links to that podcast, uh, on my Twitter at unfamous on my podcast, Twitter at www.skpodcast, podcast. Uh, and, uh, I will also, um, I don't know, I think I'll post it on my Facebook pages. Maybe I'm not on Facebook anymore. It has been uh, very much good to be saving my ass to not be on Facebook. My mental health is uh, much better than it was when I was on Facebook. And if you're still on it, <coughs> And you find that it's not adding to your life, that it's just, you know, subtracting from your life. That's what was happening to me. I was, I just kind of did the checks and balances of it. And I was like, you know what? Facebook doesn't make any sense to me anymore. I have fan pages because I still want to connect with people, but there hasn't been much to post on the fan pages because I haven't been doing much because, well, I don't know if you guys know this, but there's a plague happening. And so I, um, I didn't post on the, um, I didn't, I didn't go on Facebook for, I have been on Facebook now for... Almost one year. I think March 17th was the last time I was on Facebook, um, 2020. And, uh, and I don't see ever going back. I haven't deleted my account because I have to have it for Messenger. I don't know if you know that. You can de- de- deactivate the account. But you can't If you delete the account, you can't get into your Messenger and I need to connect people for work. But I fantasize of a time when I will be successful enough or failed enough in show business that I will no longer need social media to connect to people. And that leads me to my next point. What I'm trying to do now is I've decided that I want to put everyone kind of in one basket. So I put everything in one place because I realized that there's a lot of kind of, you know, I'll come up with something and I want to put something out. And then, you know, I'll try and put it on uh, my YouTube channel and I'll try and put it on my my, you know, on my uh, Twitter and I'll try and put it on my Instagram and TikTok and all this. It just seems like a lot of um, spreading the resources thin. So what I'm going to start doing and what I have started doing, and some of you may be a member of it already, is I started a Patreon. Now, for those of you not familiar, what a Patreon is, is it allows you to pledge a certain amount of money every month and then you have access to all the content. And usually they have tiers where you pledge a certain amount, you get access to certain content. I'm not doing that. The minimum they will allow me to charge is uh, about a dollar US. So it works at about a buck fifty Canadian with the exchange. Um, that's the minimum they allow me to charge. You can pay whatever you want. You can pay a buck fifty. You can pay... Uh, you know, $10 a month. You could pay $10,000 a month. If you pay $10,000 a month, I'll come to your house and sit in your lap and do a podcast or tell jokes, whatever the fuck you want. At that point, you're basically hiring me. I, I will sell out that hard, but, you know, be wary that if you do that, then I'll just hang out with you forever. Um, but yeah, that's what it... That's what the Patreon is. The Patreon is a way for me to have more direct connection with people who specifically want the kind of stuff that I produce. Uh, I will have an understanding of where, and there's also a two-way street, this connection. You guys, if you if you subscribe to my Patreon, you can um, contact me directly through there as well, and we can work on content together too. I want to make stuff that makes people happy, and I want to focus more on that. Being off the road, as long as I've been off the road now, has made me realize that, you know, there is an opportunity here to create new things and connect with people. So that's what I'm doing on my Patreon. Now, there will be lots of free content on my Patreon as well. So if you can't uh, afford it, and I know it's like, you know, I, if if it's really something you can't do or don't want to do, that's fine. Um, you know, you can follow my Patreon and about 85% of what's on there will be free anyway. But I will be doing ticket giveaways. I'll be doing, when we finally get working again, I'll be doing... Um, you know discounts i'll be doing exclusive uh videos just for patreon and and perhaps patreon only podcasts and things like that and um and that's kind of where i'm going to go with that but there will be lots of content there i also have a youtube channel that i will be putting stuff on my youtube channel still and and my other social media i'll still be putting stuff on my other social media but i'm really f- trying to focus on creating stuff specifically for the fan base that wants to see it um you know i like i say i always say there's not a lot of you guys but you're great and and I don't feel this is in no way a way to be like go there and sign up. Otherwise, I won't make any more free stuff. That's not what I'm doing at all. I, I'm, I'm still making free stuff. I'm just trying to get myself a little less dependent on being on the road and a little more dependent on being able to directly give fans uh, what they want. So I'm gonna be doing stuff over there. My Patreon is this is Simon King. Uh, I will post a link to that There's uh, on my Twitter at unfamous and on the podcast Twitter. At www.skpodcast. Um, and we're going to be moving some stuff over there. That'll be kind of some stuff will we'll be happening there. So if you uh, are a fan of the things I do, if you like getting yelled at by a fathead, or if you think you know someone who might, that's a good place to be. And like I said, do not feel bad at all if you, if you absolutely pledge just the minimum. That's not what this is about. This is about just putting everyone in kind of a, a spot. In the same spot, so I can kind of keep track of you guys, and I can kind of, you know, and obviously it's about revenue. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, there needs to be some sort of way to support myself because, you know, it's either that or I start, you know, get a real job, and God knows I wouldn't be good as an employee. Although, I will tell you some things I've been doing. I did my first ever bartending shift. I've never done that before. I did it as a as a thing for a friend's restaurant. We were like doing a. um Uh, you know, celebrity, kind of to get business up. And it worked. It was good. A celebrity bartender, not celebrity, a meet-the-guest bartender. And so I went in, but I had to actually apply for the job, like the funny thing, well, I had to fill in the forms. And uh, he was laughing at me because I have not filled in forms like that. I I haven't, I haven't, I haven't uh, applied for a job since, well, since last century, since 1999 was the last time I applied for a job. Last time I had a job was 2002. So I have no idea how any of this shit works. And I've never you know, works as a bartender or a or anything, although I have spent a lot of time around bars, and it turns out the osmosis was uh, pretty solid. I, I picked up a lot of stuff just by having been in bars over the years. Um, it was a lot of fun, and uh, if you were listening to this and you came out, thanks so much for coming out. Um, it was uh, it was great. I got to yell at people from behind the bar, tell dumb jokes, serve beers. I'm going to be doing it again uh, somewhere else in Vancouver because that's where I am. I'm not going to be able to travel to do this because it's also you know, I'm supposed to travel right now. Um... But yeah, I will, uh, I will be doing that again. Best way to find out about that stuff is to follow my social media stuff. And, uh, I will, it'll be very clear when I'm doing it and it'll, it'll be, you know, it obviously I can't do anything without telling jokes and being ridiculous if you get my drift. So if you're in Vancouver and you're going to want to catch up to some stuff like that, um, that's the best place to follow. So I'm doing a bit of housekeeping, but it has been a while since I've talked to you guys, um, you know, a while ago, I said that I was kind of going to just do the podcast when I felt like it or when it made sense. And I actually did feel like doing the podcast uh, before, but I've become quite busy, which is good. I'm starting to get busier again. And one of the things I'm doing is the Patreon thing. I'm doing some other stuff. I'm trying to, I'm trying to um, create more of a presence on the internet because a a friend of mine was saying that, uh, you know, she had some luck on TikTok and uh, she's got some success. I mean, she, you know, she created good stuff, but she's also it's gone viral a few times and she's like it's created a whole new world for her being able to reach people and I was like okay well how can I best spend my energies and so I'm gonna be doing that I just did a video of uh, a celebrity karaoke which I'm gonna be doing once a week a different celebrity singing a different uh, famous song uh, or not famous song but different famous person singing a different song and uh, I'll be doing that and uh, I'll post that that'll be for for free as well so that'll be on my Instagram and stuff like that too and if you see stuff you like please share it it helps a lot if you're on Reddit You know, put it on there. If you're on any of these sites, it helps. Um, That's enough of that. I have a kind of a fun idea for a topic today because I had something that was just occurred to me that was like, you know, I've had... Because the Mars uh, um, Perseverance rover... Perseverance? Perseverance. uh, Landed a little while ago. And it's very cool. It's very neat to think that a bunch of hairless monkeys... We have got together, and in a few thousand years, we've gone from clubbing each over the head for wildebeest bones to, like, sending things to Mars. I'm not saying that there aren't a lot of us still clubbing people over the head for wildebeest bones, but some of us, not me, some intelligent ones, have actually been able to really push the bounds of what could possibly be expected from a collection of, you know, of uh, of, 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 a, a ragtag group of primates. And I'm very... Excited by this I'm very excited by You know There's there's a lot There's a few things I want to talk about today That that really Because I've been in a bit Of a negative mood About the uh, Climate situation For a while because I've read some disturbing papers, I've talked about this before, and I read some really disturbing papers, and I read a really disturbing article by Chris Hedges, and I really just, I know, I know how bad it is. I know, well, I don't know probably how bad it actually is, but I, I, it's, it's, it's got to the point where I'm scared that I'll become numb to the prospect of, of opportunity, that that we, that I will, I will get to a point where I'll believe so wholeheartedly that we're completely fucked, that I'll no longer have the hope that we can uh, we can make it through. And I think that's a dangerous thing to do. I understand sounding the alarm bell, but if you sound it too much, people go deaf and then they don't hear it anymore. And I think that's kind of the problem we're having. And so I realized that like one of the things social media does is social media just, it hits you over the head with negativity all the time. It's just this, this, this incredible stream of, you know, what's wrong in the world on so many different fronts it's almost impossible to win that battle psychologically it creates a lot of damage and in an effort to be a happier person and to be a better father and to be just in general to have more joy i've started to try and find you know the positive things um about what's coming up in, in in the world the positive stuff i mean the the uh, Mars rover really, it really, it really, it heartened me. You know, it made me feel like, okay, well, things are still possible because right now the feeling is that climate change is baked in. It's not, it can't be stopped. Uh, it can't even really be slowed down at this point because the damage that we did 20 years ago is catching up to us. And that's a scary thing to think. And that's a terrible place to be. And that really, um, it shook me for a few days because I knew it. But reading it and reading the facts, uh, it's honestly, it's, you know, that hollow feeling in your chest, like when you feel like something wrong has happened, then it's unfixable. That's how it felt. I felt very um, hopeless about it. So I started doing some research about what we can do to not just stop the damage we're doing, which I think, you know, we really would need uh, some sort of centralized you know, world plan to do that and we're not doing it. So what we need to do is figure out how to slow the damage or potentially reverse the damage to buy us some time so we can come correct and fix our fucking society. And I, I so I started looking up that stuff. And I encourage you, if you are despondent about the situation with the climate, to look this stuff. Now, I know a lot of these technologies are, um, are uh, you know, they're kind of, not pie in the sky, but they're drawing board and some of them. But some of them are, are real possibilities. Uh, you know, geoengineering. There was one that I read that was quite fascinating about the idea of putting a giant, basically, reflector between the Earth and the sun uh, that would maintain this kind of orbit pocket. I can't remember what it's called. It's L-something. And it, and it would basically, I mean, we'd need to keep it in that pocket so it would need... Boosters, or it would need. We'd need some way of keeping it in that pocket. But what it would do is reflect about two percent of the sun's rays, um, which would lower the Earth's temperature by about 0.5 degrees to a degree, giving us time to fix the damage. Um, and it wouldn't be that expensive. It would be a few billion dollars. I mean, certainly a lot less than the GDP of a country like the United States or China or, you know even probably Canada, um, and it, it is doable. The technology exists to do it right now. I'm talking to you, Elon Musk. Um, so the fact that now, now we're unlikely to do that, but the fact that we have the technology to do that should we want to gives me hope that maybe one day clearer heads will prevail and we'll be able to do something positive to uh, negate the, the effects of climate change, what we've caused. Um, because I think the argument is no longer there. I mean, as to whether it's happening or not it's clearly happening. you can piss and moan about whether it's humans doing it or not, which it is, but you can even if you, even if you claim it's not, the fact is it's happening. So how do we undo it? How do we stop it? Well, and what we do is we look into technologies. So there's lots of technologies available There's one of uh, putting like a, a reflective reflective um, particles in the atmosphere that would slowly dissipate that would but that's all internal to the earth. If you start fucking around with what's on the earth, It strikes me as really hard to undo, but if you put out a reflector in space uh, and it starts to turn out to be a real bad idea, we just let it fly off into space. We just stop manipulating it to keep it in the orbit and it goes away. And we go back to where we are now, even if it buys us 20, 30 years. That's enough time to make some changes. That's not going to fix the pollution problems on the planet. It's not going to fix the chemical spills. It's not going to fix the damage to wildlife. It's not. Going to, but what it will do is it will slow the existential damage that's happening from, you know, uh, massive climate, you know, warming. And so that was very positive for me. I read that and I and I felt that although I'm not Pollyanna enough to believe that this will be a sweeping fix everything with one push of the button problem, what was the situation, what that makes me believe is that there is yet hope because that technology does exist. It wasn't even just pie in the sky. You know, if we had, if we got lucky and all the science worked out, this is like, we could do this tomorrow. If we had the money or if we wanted to, we could literally do this tomorrow. It would just be, a, well, not literally, but it would be a ma- matter of like getting everyone together and going, okay, it's gonna be the entire operating of budget of something like NASA for the year, but we can put a giant reflector in space to save the planet. We can do that uh, for even, you know, five, 10 years. Buy us some time. The bigger the reflector, the more effective it is. Um, I also don't understand why we couldn't... Uh, you know, put solar panels on it, use it to generate energy for itself and all that other good stuff, which I'm sure they will, but it's positive, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a positive thing. And I'm trying to, to allow myself to walk down paths of, you know, um, thought that isn't so critical you know how like a lot of times what you think you have your kind of two worlds of thinking you have your day-to-day oh man i gotta you know the laundry and i gotta fix that oh this plumbing needs doing and i gotta get gas for the car and then i gotta vacuum it that's that's your day-to-day kind of you know that's your day brain and then for me my night brain is um all the other things that are happening and i don't know if you're like that but all the other things like like everything from your own mortality to your family life to your Career to your environment to your every everything that occurs outside of that almost autonomic daily uh, activity brain is this other kind of world. And what I found that that other world had become more and more poisoned with uh, negativity, just thinking too much. Because I am by nature a worrier. Anyone who who knows me personally knows that I worry. I don't want to be that way, but I am. I'm a warrior. I'm the kind of person who worries a lot, and I can't control that. I um, can't—I try— Uh, to get that, but I I have, I have, I've I've talked about on the podcast before, I have OCD and I have things that make me get into tailspins and I worry. And this is not that this is just my nature. I am naturally, even without mental illness, I would just be a worrier. It's just who I am. But I also am starting to realize that worrying isn't going to fix anything. It's not going to change anything. It's not going to make the world different. All it's doing is wearing me out. I'm not saying not to be aware, but I'm trying to be more kind of, open to the fun possibilities and that's kind of what I was talking about in the beginning like one of the things I've been thinking about that's kind of fun is like I think about aliens a lot you know like alien life forms and I think obviously no now my my critical brain goes well first of all even if they were interested in us at all even if you know there was a possibility they existed within range of us to even see us, that they were even interested in coming here if at all the odds that they are something we would recognize or be a kind of life form we would understand or even exist in the same, you know... Oh! See? Start talking about aliens and shit goes crazy. Um, but the idea that they would exist in the same... You know, in, in a way we could even comprehend them, you know, seems remote. I'm not saying the existence of life on another planet is remote. Of course, it's... it's to me, it's it has to be. The, the probability is just there. I don't know how many alien quote unquote species there are, but there's definitely, you know, this isn't just a, uh, oh, maybe, I think it's definitely for sure. It's out there. Otherwise it's just a lot of space and we don't have that much stuff. Um, we don't need all that space. But what I, what I had thought about was like, I took something like the Roswell incident. I thought to myself, you know what, what if, just what if throwing, like I said, having this freedom of, of enjoyable thought. Recreational thinking, like a daydream, what if Roswell happened what if the 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 crash at Roswell happened and uh aliens did crash here and uh they did unfortunately die here or they were taken into custody or whatever the hell happened um and that happened in nineteen forty seven say that actually happened all right my thinking is like if we lost astronauts on another planet we would do everything we could to get them back including visiting that planet again if we had the ability to retrieve them so what if the roswell aliens were trying to observe earth whatever they were doing maybe taking a low pass over what this fucking what's going on here and they and they encountered some difficulty with our atmosphere caused them to crash yeah just an accident they weren't here for any malicious means they just had an accident and they crashed and then you know, maybe their time moves a lot differently than us. Maybe it's like 10 days ago to them. I mean, we don't know, right? So maybe they're like, oh shit, we gotta go get these these alien people back. Otherwise, the, the people on the planet will figure out what they are. And so any subsequent legitimate alien, uh, not legitimate, but any subsequent, more than just kind of, I thought and it came down and then it just sucked me up on the spaceship. Like any anything other than that. What if... um what if that is just us seeing them trying to figure out how to retrieve their lost comrades? And more so to that point, what if the aliens themselves are are just time travelers? They're just humans from many, many thousands of years in the future who came back to have a look around and f- fucked up and crashed and then keep coming back to try and undo the damage they've done to the timeline, not realizing that the damage they did to the timeline was to make them, you know what i mean? It's that paradoxical thing. It's very difficult. Every time you watch any sci-fi about time travel, it's always like, but if i just if i know about it, then it changes everything. Oh, i know. It's like really difficult to. I, you know, i don't know. I think about stuff like that sometimes. And i think, you know, like like i mean, it's very easy to say, you know, alien life forms have never visited earth, and which is probably true as far as we know. I mean, not not in, you know, maybe they came and hung out with dinosaurs. We don't know about that shit, but but it's very, it's probably true, but it is also enjoyable to think well what if this is what's happening you know like what it is enjoyable to think that like it's very i don't know i i don't know where i'm going with this specifically but what i'm trying to do is to allow myself instead of immediately thinking something like that and then shutting myself down going nope nope that's not possible i just go okay well yeah okay sure maybe I really apologize. I've dropped you guys twice now. That's not like me. Well, it is kind of like me. Um, but anyway, I find that... I don't know if you do that. I, don't, I think maybe that's the, what this podcast is kind of about. Is like, do you allow yourself the freedom? Do you let yourself off the leash once in a while to have thought experiments or enjoy thinking? Because thinking is a privilege. Being able to think. Having the knowledge base to... You know, extrapolate ideas and come up with new ways of approaching things and imagining things. It's very easy to shut yourself down, especially in this day and age. It's very easy to go, "Well, that's not possible, blank," or "Why should I bother?" Or "I can't," uh, you know. uh, Someone else has thought of this, so there's no point in trying. Or that's so easy, and and I would say almost in a way encouraged by the environment that we live in. It's almost like saying like, yeah, like, what's the point? You know, don't, don't, don't stick your head up too far. It'll get lopped off. Like keep, keep working away. And the idea of these little mini revolutions of thought of just giving yourself the opportunity to break free of that for a few moments, for a few, I mean, you know, that, that example is just a silly little thing, but, and, and, and I, maybe I'm alone in this, but I would normally have been like, well, that's a ridiculous thing to even think. But now I'm just like, yeah, why not? You know, okay, maybe let's open our mind to that possibility. Maybe allowing yourself to connect to possible realities, even if they're improbable, but possible realities gives you some sort of mini vacation, like an escape from how you're stuck. Because I think... And this might just be because, you know, I don't travel like I used to. And maybe now I've started to go bonkers. Who knows? I don't know. I mean, in very mall well probably sound like a crazy person, but I think if you understand, you know, the basic principle is this is, is, I think it's necessary to give ourselves the freedom of silliness, the freedom of escape, the freedom of getting away from the day to day brain and looking at our everything else brain. But then also being like, but that too doesn't have to be so controlled. And maybe, like I said, maybe this is a me thing. Maybe it's just that I put too much control over my thinking because I'm a warrior, because I'm very type A, because I want to control aspects, because I fear that if I let go of... Like, I'm that kind of person where, like, if, if we were on a sailboat in the middle of the Pacific and there's nothing around... I would feel real uncomfortable going down into the cabin and having lunch because I'm like, well, what, what's going on up there? Like, who's driving? You know, and like, I'm that kind of person. Even though the possibility of, uh, the probability of something happening is very low, the possibility exists. And that's what my brain does. My brain hangs on to possibility and often ignores probability. And what I'm trying to do is find joy in the fact that things are probably... You know they're possible but not probable, as opposed to panicking that things are possible but not probable. So it's possible that you could have this terrible disease, but it's not probable. But that'll spin you into a hole if you're an OCD person and go, "Oh my god, I've got this terrible disease" because it is vaguely possible. Whereas I'm trying to take the possibility and go, "It is possible that aliens uh, crashed at Roswell and that they're pe- they're trying to send people to come and get them and that we're not alone in the universe and this will eventually make sense, hopefully within my lifetime." It's not probable, but it's possible. Let's enjoy that possibility. It's possible you can win the lottery. It's not probable, but it's possible you could win the lottery. So why not enjoy Because that's what you're doing when you buy a lottery ticket. You're not buying a lottery ticket because you really believe you win. You buy a lottery ticket because you want the vacation from, at least for me, you want that time to sit and think about, oh man, maybe. What would life be like if I A, could help everybody or B, did not have to worry about things or C, whatever. The, the finding joy in the improbable because it is slightly possible is kind of what I'm trying to get to. I'm trying to turn that snake on itself. You want to, I want to, I don't want to feel bad anymore for the uh, dwelling on, on the possibility as opposed to in, acknowledging the probability and vice versa. I want to find more comfort and control in that way of thinking i don't know how much sense this podcast has made um probably not that much but i wanted to talk to you guys and i wanted to kind of share that thinking that i've kind of gone that way a little bit and then i'm trying to make a conscious effort and i don't know if if that does resonate or make sense to anybody and i can tell you this it's it's doing me the world of good just having that moment of being like well things are you know it's it's possible things will go badly, so I'll just... It's not probable, but I'll just dwell on it. As opposed to that, you it's possible things will go well. It's not probable, but let's dwell on the possibility that things will go well. Let's dwell on the possibility of this fun thing. Let's dwell on the possibility that, that you know, five years from now, scientists will finally convince a government to give them the money to help geoengineer the planet or whatever the fuck we need to do. Whatever we need to define that. Like I said, is it probable that they're going to create a space reflector to slow down climate change? No, it's not probable. Is it possible? Yeah. That means it exists. That means we could do it. And that makes a difference to me. At least it's helping. I don't know if that works for you. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. Uh, You know, like I said, this is just... That's kind of not what's wrong. It's it's kind of what's, you know, kind of trying to figure out a way to make it right. Um... Yeah, um, do do head over to the Patreon if you can. Uh, I'm surprised how many people are already on there. It's really great. Um, As a a thing, if you sign up for Patreon, for patrons only, and this is like I said, even if you start like a buck or whatever, for patrons only, um, if you don't have a copy of it, uh, March 14th, I will be putting up a copy of uh, One for the Money, my clean comedy album will go up there. Um, And uh, I will release that that way. I will also, uh, give given that away for free, so, well, or for patrons, so uh, if you subscribe for a buck, so basically, if you paid a buck, f- a buck 50 uh, a month, month, if you paid a buck 50 a month, i think like 18 bucks a year, so basically, you're just, you're getting the album for, like, two bucks off, if you don't already have it, I, I you know what, it really doesn't, it's just a thing to try and say hi However, what I am going to try and do is... Now, I I did a companion piece to One for the Money called Two for the Show. One for the Money was the clean version. Two for the Show was the darker, more swears, nightclub version of the same jokes, right? Recording in a very different venue. That album is essentially ready to go. Uh, I just need to do some final mixing on it, but it's ready to go. Now, the problem is is I have an outstanding deal with a record label where I'm not allowed to release anything in a major way until uh my next special comes out my next actual um filmed special comes out. I can't I'm not allowed to release any content or any albums or anything in a big way. So I can't do a, a you know, I can't just like put it for sale on a website or something like that. I can't do that. But I, I think Patreon will it's probably okay uh because it'll be a very small group of people. Um so then I can point to it and go look, only 30 people, 40 people, 50 people, 100 people have this. Um it's not going to, because what, they're, what the label wants, obviously, is for me to not dilute when the actual next special. Because these are also, one for the money, two for the show. This is kind of a concept album. It's just fun. I mean, you know, I think they're funny, but they're, they're just fun. Um, it's not, you know, a full Simon King special. Um, and that's coming out soon. So my, the label was very much, and very reasonably so, was like, look, we don't want you to keep, because people are going to think two for the show is the special. And they'll get confused. And I'm like, understandable. But I think I might put that on um, patreon, and uh, if I get enough people signed up over there, I will because I figure I can keep track of everyone and then I can and I know that if you guys are um you know legit fans and stuff, I know you understand that like like this is it's kind of our thing it's gonna be our little thing, and then I'll eventually one day release it down the road but uh I'm not doing that uh anytime soon, so that's probably going to happen over on. Patreon, but you're going to have to sign up to find out. My Patreon is This Is Simon King. I'm going to stop saying the word Patreon now because it is ridiculous. Um, as always, thank you so much for your support. I really appreciate it. Um, let me know uh, what you think. Uh, www.skpodcast at gmail.com. Send me a letter. And uh, yeah. And if you do uh, sign up on the, um, I can't say it because I said wouldn't say it anymore, the P word site. Uh, You can communicate with me through there, too. So send me messages. Feel free. I'm trying to be an open-door policy. You do have to go through three secretaries and then a a publicist before they actually contact me. But it's hard to keep this organization going. There's literally hundreds of people who are depending on me. Um, You know, there's the craft services that follows me around alone. It's just a big deal. I'm going to go away now. But, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. And that's what's wrong. Is it, though? Possibly wrong. Is it probably wrong? probably not wrong this week.